welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. My favorite protein bar, Built Bars. I talk about them. I talk about them a lot. I eat them a lot. They're amazing. They're the size of a Snicker bar and they have 150 calories, which is half the calories of a Snicker bar. They on average have five to nine grams of sugar, which is a quarter to a third of the sugar in a Snicker bar. And they have protein, which is a lot more than what you'll find in a Snicker bar. On average, they have 17 grams of protein, 150 calories. They're made with real chocolate. If you go to builtbar.com and use my code destination begin, you're going to save money on trying Built Bar. They have a mixed box and they also, you can buy half a box. You can get Cherry Garcia. You can get Blueberry Muffin, the double chocolate brownie chunk. They have a new Caramel Almond Delight, delicious. And they also have Built Puffs, which are protein marshmallow covered in chocolate. They're delicious. Check them out. If you haven't had them, you are missing out. They're a really great way to add some protein into your life in a way that tastes yummy. And they're small enough that they're not a meal replacement like a lot of protein bars. They also don't wreck your guts and they don't suck all the moisture out of your mouth. So builtbar.com, give them a try. Use my code destination begin, save some money and fall in love with some really yummy chocolate protein bars in your life. Hi, hi. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the new year. I am so excited to be making this commitment to podcasting every single week in 2022. I used to do it every week. It was really important that I shipped every week. I took it very seriously and then I took a break and then I picked it up and then I took a break again and it's become something that I've been really scattered with. And it's a bummer because I love this podcast. It's been a really powerful tool in my own life and then I've Really loved hearing that it's been a powerful tool in many of the lives of those of you who listen. So I want to continue to be a powerful tool. So maybe we should call this the Powerful Tool Podcast. (laughs) But anyway, welcome to the new year. Um, If you have podcast topic suggestions, I always want to hear them because I think that I know what you might want to hear. And I obviously pick topics based on what I'm learning because this is, let's just face it, this is all about me. Uh, But no, I want to talk about things that you're interested in. The whole point of spending the time to do a podcast um, is to make sure that it's listened to. Podcasts are, you know, I record this and then I edit it sort of, and then I got to publish it and promote it. And there's work that goes into it. And um, this podcast makes me like, I think I get a penny or five cents per play. So it's not a money-making opportunity. I'm really doing this because I have a passion for taking my experiences and taking what I learn and making sure that it benefits other people if at all possible. I would say, you know, I lost a lot of weight and my pants fit and it's so great and I love living in my body, but that benefits me. And if I can take the stories of what I've done and my experience and make it, make your pants fit better or make your life better, then I've, I've done more with my experience than just kept it for myself. So that's why I'm here. Um, Another note, if you like this podcast, if you like this episode specifically, I really, really beg of you to send a link to the actual episode to a couple people. If you say, hey, I like this podcast, here's what it's called. People don't often actually 
circle back and go find it. It's too much work. But if you send a link, here is an episode, listen to this one. People are, you know, all I have to do is hit play. It takes away all the barriers for them actually finding the episode. So if you really love something, if you take 90 seconds and share it with your friends or post it on your social media or send it out into your WhatsApp group to your people that you talk to regularly, I would really appreciate it. Um, This is a passion project. And if it helps you, chances are it might be helpful or good for someone else in your life too. So Um, I'm going to start out this episode with uh, just a little recap of my year. A lot of you have been following me for a while and you know a little bit about my personal life and I've been in and out with the podcast. I I tend to be an oversharer and so lots of my info gets out there. But then when I don't podcast, people are like, wait, what happened? We don't know. We we don't know. And you know, it's kind of nice. Some of you are interested in what my my life and stuff. So I'm still in Miami. Um, I have been here a full year now, a year and a couple months. And uh, this year has been so crazy. If you've been listening to the podcast, I talked about a lot of the major events. But um, I mean, this time last year, I only knew a handful of people. I had started doing boot camps um, on the beach. They were still really small. And um, and over the past year, I've grown Miami Beach Boot Camp to be uh, just something really beautiful in the community. We have two locations. Um, we have seven coaches. We're growing more coaches. What I'm finding is hard to find coaches to hire that want to come and run a boot camp on the sand and then leave because I, you know, I pay pretty well, but it's one hour. And so, you know, a lot of trainers, they want to go work at a gym or something and be there for a few hours in a row and make a chunk of money at a time. And my boot camp is one class in the morning on the beach. So you show up early, you set up, you run a class, you leave. It's, you know, almost two hours of your time and it's, that's it. But what I'm finding is we have amazing athletes that are coming to boot camp and shining and growing and becoming really powerful. And those people are interested in being boot camp coaches. So it's been really cool to grow some awesome coaches, um, from right from our membership. So, um, that's been an extra fun, unexpected thing. Um, I will say when I first started boot camp and I needed help, I needed like other coaches so I could take a day off. Um, the first person that I added was Jim, who was coming to boot camp, and um, he started running classes on Wednesdays. And there were a lot of people that really loved his classes, and his classes were really well attended, which was really good for me because I got to take the time off and attendance didn't fall. But he was really hard on my ego. I mean, it was tough. It was a tough pill for me to swallow and to just entertain like what if these people like him more than me and then and then they don't come to my classes and then they come to his class and um it really was hard for me and I had to let it go I had to because I needed a day off and he offered something that I did not offer he coached people in a way that I do not coach um he has talents and skills that I don't bring to the table and if it wasn't for that early experience, I, I don't know how long it would have taken me with my hands gripped so tightly on this. Um, but seeing that that was not only okay, but better for everyone, um, really set me free from this idea that it was mine um, and that I have to show up. I still love to show up as much as I can. I love, I love, love, love leading classes, but it's really, um, it's been good to let other coaches come in there find their groove, the community loves them and their style, and we've been able to serve in a different way. So that's been an awesome part of uh, of the year for sure. Um, 
so much growth there. I've gotten better as a coach. I've gotten better as a human. And my whole social circle here basically are boot campers. Um, it's just amazing. I recently had COVID and I was really sick and I was just so loved on by all of them. Uh, so many offers to come bring me food, drop me off food, bring me ice cream, <laughs> uh, anything that I needed. If I had needed anything, they would have all been here. So that's so lovely. Um, this past year, I traveled a lot. I got to go to New York. I got to see New York through the eyes of my friend Linda, who like lived there forever. Um, I'm, I've been to New York before, and I love New York City, but I've always gone alone and just walked around. This time, I got shown around. I got taken to special places in her life in New York City, um, to restaurants that she loved, and see like her first apartment and the stories. And I got to see my friend Melissa, and she showed me stuff that was iconic about New York City. And and that was one of a really big highlight of my travel year. Um, also, I got to go to Ukraine, which you know of the places to go on a list. It's just crazy to me. Like the first place I went outside of the U.S. since I was a teenager was Ukraine. But had a whole podcast about that. Um, Yulia in boot camp, she, uh, she's from Ukraine and they had a wedding, uh, her and her husband had a wedding celebration there. And, um, she said, do you want to go? And I said, yes, because that's what I do. I say yes to everything. So I think about this year, I got to go to Ukraine and I went alone and, uh, had lots of people that helped me along the way in the group. But to think now I'm like, I got on an airplane and went across the world alone. Like I'm, I'm I'm a brave girl. <laughs> I know that other people do this stuff all the time, but um, I'm a little homeschooled Chrissy, okay? It was a pretty big deal. Recently, I went to Rio. There's a podcast about that. Um, that I did not go alone. That was, um, I was sitting here uh, looking across my apartment the other day, and I just saw, I zoomed out in my head, and I saw my living room uh, in a different way. I saw um, a pink fluffy blanket and I saw my computers where I had names and numbers listed of people that are in my new group coaching program. Um, I saw the ocean out the window. I saw lots of pairs of Allbirds shoes lined up, which I love Allbirds. I saw a, a journal with the logo of the Kristen Experience, my uh, new company that I started this year. And then I saw a coffee mug that said Rio on it. And I was like, the story of the life of the girl who lives in this apartment is so ridiculously blessed. I can't even. I mean, I just was really bowled over. And on the wall is this giant canvas of the lifeguard tower with all my wonderful, amazing boot campers in it from the OG days. And all of this happened in the last year. So I'm super, super blessed. But um, traveling was a big highlight. I went back to Minnesota lots of times. I'm always... There's this song, Who Says You Can't Go Home? I don't know who sings it, but I think about that when I go back. Every time I've gone back, it's gotten sweeter and sweeter and sweeter as I realize more and more how um, I moved away. (laughs) That sounds so basic, but I was just so happy and excited to chase my dream and leave Minnesota and come to Florida that I didn't miss home. And then it settled in. And this fall, I've really missed home. I've missed my family. I I became like a normal person who is not in their normal environment. And so going home in December was just, oh my gosh, I loved it so much. It was such a a reset for my heart and soul. I always say you should live outside of your comfort zone. And we talk about life starts outside of your comfort zone. 
But when you can take a little chunk of time and go back to your comfort zone and sit down, oh my goodness, it's so sweet. I really encourage you to live outside your comfort zone, but visit your comfort zone. Talk about the ultimate love, soothing, happy cocoon feeling. It was amazing. And I didn't even realize that would happen, but I I learned that that happens. <laughs> so um, another really big thing that happened this year, more zoomed out, is I really learned to tune into my inner voice, um, my inner soul. And I learned that through the ocean. I walk out to the ocean, I put my feet in, I raise my arms to the sky, I look out and I try to clear my mind and I listen. And almost always I can hear some kind of a message from the universe for, from my heart of hearts that really grounds me. Um, when I've had fear and anxiety, that process um, of hearing, I always get a message that calms me, that settles me, that pulls me out of fear, that pulls me out of anxiety and back to what matters. There's been so many lessons I've learned from that listening process or just observing the waves and just taking a lesson from the ebb and flow that sometimes the ocean is loud and powerful and sometimes the ocean is still and quiet and the ocean doesn't try to hold on to anything. The other day I was thinking, man, I really wish I had something to hold on to sometimes. And I look at the water and there I get that lesson again. The ocean isn't striving to hold on to anything. It moves. It's fluid. It flows. It comes in. It comes out. It's not clinging. It's not grasping. And that is, that is the way to be. That is where you experience everything that life throws at you, good and bad, but it always flows in and out. And so lessons like that have been so key as I'm down here in Florida now, I'm on my own. I left my my solid career, my job, and went all in on my passion to help people find themselves, help people to better their health and wellness. Um, I went all in on my vision for what I want my life to mean. And I have nothing to hang on to. I don't have a 401k to hold on to. I don't have health insurance to hold on to. I don't have direct deposit. I don't have any of those things. I don't have a husband or a boyfriend. I don't have a mom or a dad here. I just have me. And whatever I choose to make of this life, whatever I choose to grab, whatever I whatever I choose to invest in, that's it. And so to hang on to anything just keeps me anchored there. And I came down here to, to chase and to dream and it doesn't serve me to then just anchor myself onto any one idea or place or idea or thing or person. I need to remember that I don't need to hold on to anything. I need to stay grounded in myself and flow. So that's probably the overarching lesson of that process of putting my feet in the ocean, throwing my arms up literally and figuratively and listening. Literally and figuratively there too. But the other side of that, I got just a little bit carried away with this process. I'm not going to be ashamed to admit it. I admit my mistakes loudly, often, and usually on this podcast and all over the internet. <laughs> I started to get really, really just keyed into this 
idea of hearing things. And I started to just take everything that I heard as truth and the way it was. And I think (laughs) that there needs to be some discernment thrown into the mix because I was wrong. That voice wasn't wrong per se, but, but there were voices and things I heard that were just thoughts that hit my head that were not necessarily direction from the universe. They were not necessarily things I should do. Now, I had moments where I heard things very clearly that I should do that were 1000%. I was sure there was no doubt it was I'm in. And then there were voices or ideas I heard that were like, I don't know about that, but I heard it, so it must be right. And I'm learning that unless I'm 100 billion trillion percent sure, I need to have a little time, a little discernment. Because if the universe or God or whatever you want to call it is truly leading you, leading me on a certain path or a direction, it's never going to be in a direction or in a path that betrays what I've already learned from the universe or God and who I am. I heard this voice, this idea that I had found my future in a person. I, I, this past year, went all in in a relationship. And I haven't been in a serious relationship um, up since last year. I was in a serious relationship for a long time. and uh, But this year, my whole thing was I don't date. Um, I dated a little bit, went on a couple of dates here or there. Nothing crazy, nothing serious. But really good friend just had this thought, like, this is my person. And so ran with it. This is my person. It must be my person. This must be the thing. Went all in, thousand percent. Um, Sacrificed some other friendships, um, quote unquote, burning the bridges to like really go all in. And um, accepted a lot of behaviors and a lot of things that are simply not behaviors or things that merge with me. Not saying that they are damaging and horrible, like this person is not a bad person. But they, they went against the grain of who I am. And my whole nervous system was on fire. And I don't know how other way to describe what it felt like, but then to say that. My whole being was like, was on fire. Not at first, but after a little while, it was like my system was saying, I don't really care, Kristen, what you think is your future. My whole body, being, soul was on hot vibration of like, get out of this, get out of it. And because the logic of the relationship made such sense and it's like, well, I love you and you love me. And so clearly there must be something wrong with me that I can't feel good and calm in this relationship. And I I fought it. I questioned it. I said, it's this. I said, it's that. It's my space. It's my schedule. It's my hormones. But ultimately, you know what it was? It was my system saying, you are in the wrong relationship. Get out. And I didn't want to believe that. It didn't seem to fit with the logic of the situation. And the voice that I heard that was like, this is your person. Go all in. Be brave. Be a love warrior. I believe all of that. But I don't believe all of that with if it means sacrificing my inner, inner peace and my mental health. I thought I was going to lose my friggin' mind. And the person that I was with was just like, you know, basically, yeah, there must be something wrong with you. Because I'm good and, you know, I'll wait for you to feel okay in this relationship, but it's not me and there's nothing wrong with you. And it was like, oh, it was just, no, it was wrong. And so the lesson I learned from that is to trust my nervous system. Logically, something can look great. 
lovingly, it can seem great. But if your system is on friggin' fire, it's not right. What am I going to do? Marry this person and just spend the rest of my life agitated and be like, well, this is my person. The universe clearly wanted me to be on edge and ready to jump off of the balcony all the time. No. Um, No. My person, if there's a person out there that I'm going to be with, it's going to be someone where I'm at ease with. Obviously, every relationship has work, yada, yada, yada. But... um, The lesson here is that inner voice, the universe, all of those things, I need to listen to that. I need to key into that. But I also need to listen to my body, my mind, my mental status, and that nervous system feeling. I don't know another way to describe it. I don't know if that's correct, but some of you listening may know what I'm talking about. Just totally on fire and no reason on paper to to point to. But after I was like, all right, I'm out. In hindsight, looking back at all of the things that happened in that very short relationship that 1000% went against who I am, what I'm comfortable with and what I want, that I just said, well, no, I'm going to grow. I was determined to grow. I was determined to make it work and be the, like, I wanted to go all in. I wanted to build a life with somebody. And and I just ignored all of these things like, no, actually, this does not work for me. But it was like, no, I can adjust. I can grow. No, 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 no. So lots of lessons learned there. I mean, there's a whole long list of those lessons I could go into. Maybe I'll have a whole other podcast about that. But ultimately, the good thing about that relationship is I realized I really do want to date. I loved going out on dates. I loved getting dressed up and going out for a dance lesson or going out to dinner. I hadn't been doing that. Like, I've been here a whole year. I've just been working and in a feverish state of agitated working. I've got to work. i got to work. i got to work. And uh, I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go on dates. So in 2022, I'm going to go on dates. I don't know who I'll with. I mean, you can send in your resume. I'll look at it. <laughs> I'm going to go on dates. And the other thing I learned is eventually... I'm not in a hurry, but I do want to find a partner. And that's something that I had said I don't want to do. And I've been married twice. I've had a couple long-term relationships that that did not end up being permanent. And um, I just thought, you know, I think, I think I'm done. I think I'm good. And I really am very, very happy on my own. I love my independence. But um, I also, I do want a partner for this life. I'm only 43. Got a lot of years left. It'd be really, really fun to have someone to share life with. So um, that's a that was a really big realization for me in 2021. Really, I mean, it sounds like basic. Um, and again, and not in any hurry. Uh, I got a lot of things uh, to do and a lot of things I focus on. And um, But it's exciting. I'm for sure going to go on dates, though. So, and you never know. You just never know what happens. But lots of lessons learned there with the inner voice and the intuition and the nervous, my nervous system. I don't know. If you had that experience, I would love it if you'd reach out to me and tell me a little bit about that. Because there's this whole idea of trusting your gut. And that's kind of, I think, where it falls in too. Um, But so much to learn. Uh, I also realize I like, I don't like ambiguity. So part of the reason I'm typically all in or all out in a relationship real quick is I don't like figuring it out. It's like, oh, this works. So let's just, let's just say we're good. And like, this is it. I don't want to have to think about it anymore. I don't want to have to weigh things out. I just want to make a decision. And, um, or like, oh, this doesn't work. I'm out. And it's, I need to, I need to not be so hasty. I'm going to work on being comfortable with ambiguity, not just in romantic relationships, but I've learned that actually with friendships. There are people here that are in my life 
that their personality is very different from mine. And in the past, I would have been like, I don't want to be friends with that person. But here, I have ignored that instinct and continued to invest in friendships with people that I have never been around their personality type before. And it's become a really rich experience for me. Like, duh, right? (laughs) But... I learn. I'm a. I'm an accountant. I'm a sorter. I like things to be in order and to tick and tie and to equal zero or the perfect number. And so with people, it's like black or white. You're in this box or this box. You're you fit with me or you don't. And people are not black or white. They are lots of different shades of colors and grays and blues and purples. And I, on any given day, may be a different color as well. And that has been a tough pill to swallow. To say uh, I have a lot of quirks and things that don't work for a lot of other people and yet they handle me and they love me and they take me on my good days and my bad days and I have to also let people be people so there's so much learning there's so much learning left to do um and then of course health and fitness department I did two bodybuilding shows this year talked a lot about those on the podcast as well and um I it's been one Uh, it's been one of those things where I've gone back and forth. I'm never doing it again. I'm totally doing it again. I'm never doing it again. It's so unhealthy. It's so good for me. I'm totally doing it again. Just depends on the moment and how I feel in my body. But, um, the decision as of right now is I'm definitely doing a show in 2022, but, um, I decided to change up my, my approach. The first show that I did this year, I did it to just do it to say, I want to do it. I want to get as lean as possible. I want to get in as good shape as possible. I want to get in that sparkly bikini and strut on a stage and get, see what, see what I can accomplish. Just see what I can do. So I did that and it was really hard and I loved the grind. It was the hardest thing I've ever done physically, mentally, emotionally by a billion trillion percent. It was so hard and I loved how hard it was. Um, I don't love what it did to my personality I don't love what it did to my relationship with food, and I really don't love what it did to my relationship with my body. Um, It has been so much work, harder work since the shows to try to find balance again. And especially the fact that I work in this arena, I coach people on health and nutrition and balance. And I can see the road very clearly for everyone else and for Kristen pre-show, but for Kristen post-show, I have had to spend so much time falling down and getting up, coaching myself, getting help, reaching out for accountability, starting and stopping, understanding all over again what works for me and what doesn't, going back to the old tried and true things that I know work for me and throwing out new behaviors that have not served me. It's been excruciating, but an incredibly powerful process. I've just learned a lot about my identity, if you strip away, if I strip away my body image, if I strip away all my muscles, if I strip away everything, you know, who am I? It's like when I was a runner, I was a runner for a long time. And when I stopped running, it was completely devastating. Who am I if I am not a runner? What do I talk about when people say, what are you up to? What do I, how do I train my body? What, how do I move my body? I had no idea who I was outside of running. And in this situation, um, I found myself, I have no idea who I am if I can't see muscle styrations. I mean, honestly, really, really uh, stark 
I, I'm vanity, um, a really, a really unhealthy relationship with the mirror and my own perceptions. And it's just taken a lot of work. I've shared a lot of it very candidly and openly. And a lot of it has been too painful to really share. It's brought back my old, my old demons, um, of feeling less than, um, and I've had to fight and I have fought. I mean, I have fought. There are so many mantra sticky notes in this house. It's ridiculous. And I have just bombarded myself with, with truth to fight the lies in my head that I'm enough, that I am everything God dreamed of, that anything is better than sitting down and eating sugar, that anything is better than looking in the mirror and hating myself, that connecting with people is more important than picking up a weight, that making time for myself and my soul is more important than making time for my muscles. Things that are basic (laughs) that I forgot and lost sight of. And so I'm doing another show because um, I really do love structure and I want to do it in a really healthy way. My second show of the year was much, much better. Um, I only had a, like, I can't remember if it was six or eight weeks to prep up, but I didn't go crazy. I didn't cut the carbs as low. I didn't get as lean. The first show I got down to, I think it was, it was either 137 or 139 on show day. I forget. Um, but that's that was too skinny for me, absolutely too skinny. So then my second show, my stage day, I was 152. So that goes to show the difference in how much weight I lost. I, I kept quite a bit more. And my happy weight's around 155, 160. So the second show, I really didn't cut super lean. I didn't do as well, um, but I, I feel like I looked better. So the same approach, but um, I've taken on a coaching team that coaches bikini competitors specifically, um, keeping me really fed, um, teaching me more about specifically how to lift to get the perfect physique for the bikini stage, because I'm going to do another show this year. And my goal is to place. I didn't place in any of these shows. I just got on the stage. I want to do well. And so I'm throwing out everything that I have done and I've learned and I'm trusting a new team of coaches and I'm really, really excited to have a different experience. It's going to be hard. The hardest part about this is going to be throwing away everything that I think that I know, the hacks and the cheats that I know to get there and let them teach me a new way. But I'm excited about that. So um, that comes to the second part of this podcast where I want to talk about a few tips for uh, 2022 for you if you have some food, fitness, health, wellness, weight loss goals. Um, These are just some tips on lifestyle because um, the plan that you're on to lose weight or to get healthy or to get fit, whatever that is, you've got that. But it comes down to mindset. It comes down to habits and actually implementing. Um, I talk about this a lot in all of the posts that I do as I'm telling people about the mindset training program that I do. Um, it's it's not about not it's not about knowing what to eat and what to do. I mean, sometimes you do need, but when it comes down to it, it's doing it and it's setting yourself up to do it and it's getting getting control of your mind so that you win because we have these two voices in our head we have the primal brain the lizard brain and then we have our truest self our soul you the person that lives inside of you and observes this conversation going on between the part of you that just wants rest and indulgence and pleasure your lizard brain 
and the part of you that actually wants to exceed your own expectations and wants to meet your goals. And you sit there and watch this conversation, this tennis match between the lazy lizard brain that wants to keep you safe and comfy and the part of you that wants to go and go get everything in life that you want. You have to win. You have to be the referee who wins. And there are some strategies that you can implement that help you. That's what I do. That's like my number one thing that I do in mindset training. So the first thing is to stop with emotion. So if you have made a goal this year that you're going to say, like say, you're going to get up early and you're going to um, work out before work or school or whatever. Well, you're going to work out or you're going to get up and read or you're going to get up and walk. You're going to get up and cook breakfast, whatever it is. You're going to be getting up earlier in 2022. And so that alarm goes off. And maybe on the first day you're super motivated. It's like, okay, this is hard, but here I go. And you do it and it feels good. But eventually there's going to be a day where you're like, oh my God, I'm so tired. This is so stupid. Why do I want to do this? That's the lizard brain. You should sleep. You need sleep. Well, that's true. You, you know, they say... (laughs) that if you don't get enough rest, it doesn't even matter if you work out because you'll have cortisol levels that are really high and you won't have a good lift. Well, that is also true. Well, if I don't sleep, I'm going to be crabby and I'm going to snap at my wife or my husband and I won't be able to concentrate. And it's more important to do well at my job than it is to have a good physique. Well, I mean, that's also true, I think. So your lizard brain will come up with all of these excuses And they're usually true on their face. But hold that up to this other truth. That you want something. And that in order to get it, you have to get out of bed in order to have it. And that it's not going to get easier to get out of bed tomorrow if you stay in bed today. Is it true that you need to sleep? Yes, it is. Should you have gone to bed earlier? Maybe. You can correct that tonight. There's one. Lizard brain lie defied. Oh, well, you know, your cortisol levels will increase if you don't sleep. Okay, that's true. How are your cortisone levels been as you have thought hours a day for the last year about how you wish you had achieved the goal that you are chasing right now? How's your stress levels then? Is this extra sleep going to keep you de-stressed now as you go throughout the day wishing you had actually gotten up and chased your goal? Hmm, what's worse? What's worse, the stress of knowing you failed yourself or the stress of, uh, I missed a little bit of sleep, but I slayed what I said I was going to do. That's mindset. That is saying, I'm in charge. And I don't care what idea comes up to defy what I want. I'm going to get up and do what I said I was going to do. I don't care if I got two hours of sleep. I don't care if I got one hour of sleep. Unless you are sick and you literally shouldn't get out of bed, get out of bed. Don't think about it. Don't hit the snooze button. Get up, put your feet on the floor, walk to the bathroom, turn the light on, brush your teeth, start your day, period, period. You start that negotiation process, you're probably going to lose because you're sleepy and you're warm and you're cuddly and in your bed. And the lizard brain has got you right where it wants you. And later in the day, you are going to kick yourself. Why didn't I? Why didn't I? Wow, I'm a failure. I did it again. This is what I always do. Why do I even try? Why do I even try? Now you're in defeat and self-pity because you chose. You didn't get forced to. You chose to stay in bed. You chose the easy path. That's a difficult pill to swallow and it makes us feel like crap about ourselves. And we turn that into shame. I'm a bad person. I'm weak. I'm a loser. I'm never going to have anything I want. 
That is a pity party. That is disgusting. What we need to do is we need to turn that into what it should be, which is proper guilt. Guilt is feeling bad about something we did. Shame is feeling bad about who we are. And proper guilt is like, oh, this feels like crap. I should have gotten up, period. We don't turn that into a character assessment. We stop right there. I should have gotten up. Now, if I want what I want tomorrow, how am I going to do this differently? I'm going to get up. I'm going to remember what this guilt feels like. It doesn't feel good. And I'm going to make a different choice so that I can feel triumph. I can feel empowered. I can go about my day saying, it maybe didn't count that much in the grand scheme. I, I burned a couple hundred calories, whatever. But it meant everything for how I look at myself in the mirror. Because I showed up for myself. That negotiation with emotion will ruin everything that you want. It will take away everything you want and you'll waste so much time. How do I know this? Because I do it. (laughs) I have signs in my kitchen that just say, just do it now or leave the kitchen. Like don't stand in the kitchen and negotiate with, well, maybe if I eat this now and then later and whatever, I'm not really hungry, but no, just leave the kitchen. Stop, stop it. We can stop that voice in our head. Now it's not comfortable to do that sometimes, but we still have that choice. And when we make that choice over and over, we win. If we want a different result, if we want a different life, if we want a different year, we must do something different. And for a lot of us, it simply starts with stopping that emotional conversation. That is my number one nemesis in my life. Don't negotiate with an emotion. emotion. Don't have the conversation. Just do it. Thoughtless. That's why a lot of people get up early and work out in the morning because you're kind of half asleep when you get up and stand up and brush your teeth and go to the gym. And by the time you're there, you're fully awake. You're like, all right, I'm already here. Let's do this. And then later in the day, you're like, I don't really even remember doing it, but I got it done. <laughs> it's true. Ask, ask early morning worker outers. A lot of them will say that. They get in such a routine of just alarm goes off. They get up, they don't think about it. And then they find themselves at the gym. They're like, oh, okay. All right. I guess I'll lift. So a lot of times it'll help to lie to yourself and say, listen, I don't need to work out, but I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. That's it. I don't have to do anything. I can go walk in, go to the bathroom, get a drink and leave if I want to. 99% of the time you are not going to leave. You're going to actually work out. But that lying to yourself, giving yourself that out, that's the only negotiation with emotion I encourage you to do. Same with, you know, when I leave the kitchen, sometimes I'm like, all right, you can come back in an hour and eat whatever you want. Just get out of here now. Go burn an hour. And then sure enough, I work for a couple of hours. I forget that I wanted a stupid snack and it's fine. So number one tip, don't negotiate with emotion. Just stop it. The other most important thing that I want to tell you is do not buy or keep anything in your house that is going to tempt you. If you live with 15 people and you're the only person that is not eating junk food, get the junk food out of the house. Make everyone else go get their own junk food. That's how seriously you're allowed to take it. Now you're like, oh, that's absolutely impossible. You have no idea. I'm married. I have a bunch of kids. The kids eat snacks. Why are your kids eating crap? How's that for a truth bomb? Why are your kids and the rest of your family eating garbage food that you won't put in your body? I am so tired. I'm so tired of the conversations that I have that are like, I don't know what to do because I make this and this and this for my kids and then I have to make a separate meal for myself. Why? Why are your children eating boxed, packaged, microwaved, processed garbage foods all the time and you're eating a salad? Now, I understand kids have, if you've raised them to eat garbage food, and I'm not shaming you, this is America. 
It's what we do here. We eat garbage food. If you've trained them to eat garbage food and their palate is desensitized to good food, well, you may have to teach them slowly how to eat other things, but you can start incorporating that into their diet as well. It's easier said than done. I'm totally aware. But if you're just going to change your own life and your own diet and let everyone else around you eat whatever they want, it, it's, it's herd mentality. You're going to lose. It's going to be really, really, really hard for you to be able to succeed at what you're trying to do when you're sitting around Oreos and mac and cheese and pizza night and Chinese food and all of those things that are hyper palatable and usually do not fit with someone who's trying to have a healthy diet and a healthy lifestyle. So if, if at all possible, keep the stuff out of your house. If you live with one other person, hey, these goals are really important to me. I know you love all of these other foods. I'm not eating them. If they're going to be in the house, I'm going to ask you to put them in a separate cupboard. Do not tell me where they are, period. I don't want to see them. I'm sitting here in my living room right now. I have a wagon full of cupcakes, snowballs, honey buns, and muffins. It's food left over that we passed out to people experiencing homelessness at Christmas. I never eat those foods, but walking past that wagon day after day, I have been so tempted to eat a a pink coconut covered snowball because it's so pretty and it's right there. I would never buy that otherwise. Not because I'm a great person, but Anything that you have to see and walk past and touch and think about and smell, it's going to hit that lizard brain. And why would you put yourself in that position where it's so hard? So that's my other number one tip. Keep every single thing that tempts you or that you shouldn't have out of your house, period. Don't let it in. And if someone must have it, ask them respectively to keep it away from you. It is not asking too much. It is putting a boundary down for you and your habits, and it will be very, very powerful. And don't listen at the store to that voice that says, oh, I'll just buy it, but I won't eat it, or I'll dole it out really slowly. No, you won't. Have you ever done that? Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Spend that money on, think about, look at all the things in the store you want to buy. Maybe pick them all up and put them in a pile. These are all the things that I want to buy. Add up how much that money would be. 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Put it all back. Now go to the vegetable section and spend 25 bucks on pre-chopped veggies, things that are convenient that you will eat that are super stupidly overpriced most of the time. But if you're willing to pay it on junk food that you're quote unquote not going to eat, spend it on healthy foods that are accessible to you that you can snack on right away that you don't have to clean, chop, etc. That's my tip for you. I'm sorry if I sounded harsh. I'm done yelling now, but... Um, there's a lot of truth in what I just said because I just said it and I like to think that I'm right about like all the things. <laughs> but ultimately, um, we all need to get healthier. Our, all of our households need to get healthier. And the one thing that I want to say to not discourage you because that might sound like, oh my gosh, that's impossible. What I want you to do is think about where your diet in your household or with you is. on a Think about it as a, on a continuum. So Wherever you are now, the goal is to get healthier and to move toward ideal. None of us are ever going to have ideal, perfect eating in our lives. It's just, I mean, ridiculous to think that we're ever going to eat a perfect diet. In fact, nobody really even knows what that is. But we want to move closer to ideal. And we all know what we can improve on. So it's really just about picking something you are willing to change and changing it. Solid, committed change to that thing. So if it's eating out too much, 
cut back on that. If it's eating too much processed food, cut back on that. One meal a day, pull a processed food out, add a healthier food in. One thing at a time, if you try to change everything all at once, you're going to fail and fall on your face and you're going to hate it and go back to your old lifestyle and say, see, I can't do this. We must make it doable. So think about where you are and think about what your life would look like if you moved one notch toward healthier. If you could increase the healthy nature of the foods in your house by 5%, you know, does that mean buying the all natural version of Honey Nut Cheerios? No. Maybe it means getting, you know, some of the processed cereal out of the house and choosing something like, you know, steel cut oats once in a while. Or maybe it means moving off of some carbs into some more protein and other meals. Carbs are not bad, but we tend to eat too many carbs. So things like that. Don't go crazy eliminating a whole bunch of things or throwing out everything in your house and replacing it with lettuce. (laughs) Just pick something you're willing to change and change that thing. That's honestly the best strategy when it comes to any of these changes. So I really, really hope that 2022 is a fruitful, profitable, awesome year of you achieving everything that you want in your life. Remember, it all starts and ends with you. Nobody can want it for you. Nobody can choose it for you. And if you decide that you want something, the only person that can decide that you don't get it is you. So decide you want it and then be relentless in your pursuit of that thing and then you'll have it. And then you can say, all right, what do I want next? It's really that simple. And I hope that all of that happens for you this year. I hope you find a goal that's worth chasing and I hope you chase it and grab it and take it. So, and I'll be here with you every single week in 2022. So send me those podcast topic ideas and uh, we'll talk about all the things, life, love, relationships, food, fitness, travel, supplements, um, nutrition, protein. Um, You guys can give me advice too. You guys heard me. I just lay it all out there. So if you advise for me too, send it to me and maybe we'll have a little uh, a listener section and I can tell you all the things that you're advising me on and I'll tell you if it's garbage or not. (laughs) That'll be a fun segment. Let's do it. All right. Happy New Year. And don't forget to share the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.